0: Hello, remote friends, the information from this podcast is rich with remote support, but it's even more important that you go from information to application to get the best results possible. Remote work is here to stay, and we want to help you on your way. So let us know how we can support you even more by visiting remotepathways.com. There you will find a quick link to talk with us directly. Reach out to Jen for all your teamwork, leadership, coaching, and facilitation needs. And reach out to Michelle for developing a healthy, sustainable rhythm of life through spiritual practices, 90-day projects, and simple structures to support your remote working journey. Until we connect, thank you for listening. It's such an honor going remote together with you. Let's explore the remote world. Together, we'll discover the people, places, and pathways to working remotely, we'll engage in great conversations, share tips and valuable resources, and connect you with voices from the field. Let's go remote together. Welcome to Episode 2 of Remote Pathways. Today's episode is going to be all about getting started as a remote worker and leader. Jen, take us into what we're going to be exploring in the remote
1: world today. Thanks, Michelle. Well, it's great to be back. And I'm so excited that we're going to be starting in down our pathways, looking at where do we start? As we know, with most roles today, it takes at least 90 days to get into your groove. So as we get into our groove here, we're going to start first by going a little bit deeper into the realm of the new remote worker. All of us had a day one, and a month one, and a year one in this arena. And so in today's episode, we're going to be reconnecting with Ned, our new remote worker. We're going to look at some of the issues that are probably top of mind for any new remote worker today. Um, You're going to share with us as well some things that you've noticed in your work, and we're going to really look at what are the things new remote workers need regardless of industry. So we're going to get pretty generic here. And that'll take us through sort of the first part of our conversation. How does that sound, Michelle? I'm ready. Let's hit the remote road. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about NED. And NED is the new remote worker. Of course, our NEDs are at day one of their work, learning the ropes, and we know that for any of us, whether we are in a leadership position or a professional support position, it's all about learning from the successes of others. In fact, research continues to show that those that flourish in the remote space are learning from and see great modeling from people who are successful in the remote space. We can learn from the processes that they use, the systems and the experiences. And I think really like anything in the remote space, whether we're working with leaders or uh, frontline supervisors or independent contributors, we want to make sure that we're very practical and tactical. In the remote spaces, we know we don't have all the same cues that we would have in a face-to-face environment. So in supporting someone who's new to the role, we want to make sure that there are multiple types of supports available for that person. Uh, It's not usually just the frontline supervisor or that direct line supervisor. There may be some peer support that we want to include through a buddy or a learning partner. And we may also assign that new remote worker a mentor that they can reach out to at any time. We really want people to hit the road and be clear on what they need to do and where to go. So it's like a need to know and a where to go. And in communicating that, we want to make sure we do that really, really effectively. So the where to go takes us into the landscape of like, who do they need to know? to be successful. So these are just some of the things that I'm thinking of when we introduce new members to our team or new leaders to our organization. What, what's what been your experience, Michelle? What do you notice in terms of supporting people new to role?
0: Yeah, I really enjoy thinking about Ned as a new remote worker because I, like you, we can connect with Ned, right? At one time we were new remote workers. Um, so I think You know, Ned can benefit from recognition that he is going through a season of change. It's actually a lifestyle change, transitioning to remote work.
1: Mm. He may
0: not be operating on the same schedule as the rest of the team, his family, or the world at large. He can also benefit from knowing his perspective matters, and he could benefit from setting intention for remote working. He needs to define what success looks like for him and decide who he wants to be as a person in the remote working space. He needs access to tools and technology to support his work, to be plugged into community, both online and in person. He needs to have the ability to have conversations around his goals, what's important, and connect with his bigger vision. He needs clarity around maybe the healthy lifestyle choices he's making as a remote worker and what that looks like now. It changed. He could benefit from awareness that remote working can trigger, you know, working harder than ever before. So to be sure to put pause points for planning and restoration on his calendar. It would be great to say yes to personal responsibility, to be proactive in communication, setting clear boundaries, and have a communication strategy with your team and your family, because both matter in the remote working space. And most of all, lots of opportunity to step away from the remote office and have fun, and if all possible, find fun environments to work
1: in. That's a pretty tall order, isn't it? And I love how you're taking us into, you know, one of the things that I think we're going to talk a lot about here on this podcast, which is that blurring, that potential blurring of lines between our work life and our home life. And when we work remote, many times we are working from home or working from the road, and that may impact uh, the way, the rhythm of our family life as well. So um, appreciate that you're really pointing us here, Michelle, into the, the landscape of not only do we ensure that the person has the tools, but are they getting the recognition that they need? Are they uh, feeling supported via others, etc.? cetera? So- Uh, What do you suggest? Are there any recommendations you have for, you know, support for the new remote worker?
0: Yeah, I would say my number one tip, and it's something that I have to do often myself, is set time and intention to invest in yourself as, you know, as a remote worker to really take that time to define what overall success and well-being looks like as a remote worker. Mm, How about mm -hmm. you, Jen?
1: What tip would you share? I would say the same thing, Uh, really get clear on your vision of what success looks like and be pretty practical and tactical in terms of what do you need in order to get started. So on that note, uh, as many of our listeners may know, every call, there is a download. And so we're going to have a very brief getting started in the remote world checklist. Pretty generic, uh, but it is a checklist of things to think about to get you started, whether you are a remote worker or a remote leader or building a virtual business. I think these are all things that we can start thinking about, talking about and looking for support from.
0: That's fabulous. That's fabulous. Well, who are we going to meet next on the remote pathway?
1: Well, actually, I'm going to take us back just to recap Ned and five things (laughs) Ned needs to be supported. So here are five things that Ned needs for support in, in really acing those first few days and weeks in the remote space. We know, number one, they need clarity clarity on role, clarity on process, clarity on where to go. They may also need direction. And that, when I say the word direction, like how do we do things here? What is the way we operate as a team? Even if the team isn't together, this takes us into the landscape of culture as well, our team culture. Checking in, so important. Are we uh, really like leading to a remote equals remote, out of sight equals out of mind? And we want to like banish that myth. In fact, we want to make sure that we're doing what one of my colleagues in in my former world of work said, we always want to micromanitor, not micromanage. And that's such a great term because we want to check in regularly to see how is that new remote worker doing we don't want to manage their job tell them how to do their work but we do want to check in to make sure they have the tools the resources and the know-how on how to get things done and that also links into like are we really clear going back to clarity are we really clear with what success will look like ultimately we also want to make our remote work team members the you know. The director, the the bus driver in their own pathway. We want to make sure that they are identifying what support they need um, and that very much we're there to troubleshoot and connect resources onwards. So, some of that's going to be reflected in that getting started checklist that we made reference to. Be sure to head on over to remotepathways.com and download this week's remote work checklist. You can add on as per your area. Okay, and with that, now we're ready to move on to meet Joe. Joe, our virtual team leader. So, Michelle, let's, let's go over to you for a minute. You know, you work with a lot of team leaders as well, like I do. Um, give us a little bit of the lay of the land of, of Joe, the remote team leader. What do you see that new team leaders need? Yeah, well, Joe needs
0: that other person to bounce ideas around with. She also needs opportunities to invest in herself as a leader and develop her inner leadership skills. Joe can benefit from ideas to strengthen and nurture her team. She may need possible support in e-learning design. Communication skills are key to her success for herself and to empower her team. And she needs someone to believe in her. She's often pouring herself into others. And so she could really benefit um, from other people, uh, maybe colleagues or a coach that could pour into her. And then finally, I would say the opportunity to have confidential conversations to consider important decisions. So that would be my, my little tips for Joe into her world. How about you, Jen? What do you think?
1: Yeah, well, I think, again, you're really pointing us to the, the need for support. And again, I'll bring that little research piece. We've continued to see over the last decade and a half that the team leaders in the remote space who really do the best work are supported, um, are equipped with what they need for themselves and their teams, and they see it modeled well. Because ultimately, you know, remote leadership is a different style of leadership. Although many organizations in the in-person space have moved to a much more autonomous, uh, development-centered mindset, in the remote world, we have no other option. We have to empower our team members. Uh, As a former remote team leader myself, I knew that really I had to place implicit trust, make sure that we had trust and connection across the team, because my team members were spread across 10 different countries. I might be lucky to get out and see them once a quarter or twice a year. And certainly success for our work meant that everyone on the team was empowered. I think a big uh, a big issue or a big opportunity today is really our fluidness. How are we comfortable in navigating the unknown and the uncertain? Our team members are usually the expert in not only their technical area, but their geographic area, their regional area. And so we need to be very um, comfortable as team leaders in sometimes parking our ego and leaning into the expertise of others on our team. So there's a very interesting dynamic there where as a leader, we often are very much the liaison. And as a liaison, we need excellent skills in troubleshooting in listening and in coaching. And as already said, I think it warrants again a note of we need to be excellent in building trust and connection within a team. A team will not do their best work if they don't feel connected. And it's really hard when you may not physically see people. Even streaming helps in in helping a team feel alignment and connection. So as remote team leaders, as virtual team leaders, as they're sometimes called, we really also want to be fluid in that workspace. How are we comfortable in working across sometimes time zones, cultures, and a lot of interpersonal differences? That means that we need to know ourselves as well as we need to help our team understand each other. So a lot going on, but I think many of us wouldn't trade it for the world. And so for you, Michelle, what are some of the themes you've been hearing as, as both of us have been sharing a little bit about the landscape of the virtual remote team leader today? Yeah, I would say the word that you just
0: said, team, right? Whether you're working by yourself or you are that team member or that team leader, It really does take a community uh, to really be successful in the remote working space. And sometimes even realizing who our team is. I know as a a solopreneur, remote worker, it took me a while to figure out that part of my team was my family (laughs) in the lifestyle, right? And I was using some of those corporate communication skills to have conversations with my family members around working times and work-life balance. So. Yeah, I love what you're talking about. I also love the clarity that you bring to the team leader, just in that little tidbit that you said alone.
1: Um, there's so many things that we could talk about. Mm-hmm. And again, these initial episodes, I hope, will be really the springboard into a lot of these deeper, uh, more detailed areas that we can get into. You know, you and I here have talked about relationship building, coaching, I would put project management on the table, uh, the skill of influence. These are the things that I think in the leadership circles today, we're really having a lot of dialogue around. In today's disruptive business context, all of us need these skills. This is the big distinction, right? In in leadership, we often talk about leadership is just the leader. In the remote space, leadership equals equipping both formal leader and all team members, because they're going to need to navigate uh, matrix relationships potentially, and they will also need skills in relationship building and also influence and building trust and connection, many of these topics. So lots of places we can be going. And uh, let's remind people, Michelle, of the download of the week. What can people go and access as a download this week?
0: Yes, we have a great getting started checklist for the remote worker because as you can tell just in this brief amount of time that we've been talking, you know, it is a different landscape. So one of the goals here that we want to do is support you as the remote worker. So yeah, go to remotepathways.com, check out that checklist. Even if you've been working remotely for a while, just go ahead and, and see where you are on that checklist. Maybe you
1: have things that you would add to that checklist. Yeah, and on that notion of support beyond these downloads, let's point to a couple of other resources that both uh, both of us have that are accessible. And uh, many of you know that I've been a blogger over at the Teams 365 blog you've got more than five or six years of content to dip your toes into. Several years ago, I did a first 90-day series. Again, we often say in the business context, that it's the first three months, it's the first 90 days that makes or breaks a leader's experience. Again, in the remote space, I think that makes or breaks everyone's experience, regardless of our title. And I'd invite you to definitely check out over at potentialsrealized.com, the Teams 365 blog, and look for the tag of first 90 days. That's going to take you into some more tips and ideas to get you thinking about what's important as a new remote worker or even a virtual remote team leader. So for either Ned or Joe, those are some great resources. And I know you've got some other supports as well, Michelle. So why don't you share other things that you've got on the go for people to tap into?
0: Yes, absolutely. Thanks for asking, Jen. And I highly recommend that blog. It is very valuable for myself and any of your team members. So Great blog. Um, as you. a remote worker myself and a leadership and life coach um, for women working remotely, I've partnered with another coach, Jennifer Grody, who's actually a member of your learning lab and design studio from Potentials Realized. Um, and so I've partnered with her. She's a strengths coach and a board certified wellness coach. And she has a special interest in emotional intelligence focused on work and well-being for the remote worker. So we've partnered together. We have a webinar called Living the Remote Dream, Discover Three Key Foundations for Remote Working Success. This was actually created from the Plan, Do, Track Workbook and Planner. So we're also sharing some of your wisdom, Jennifer, from your decades of working in the remote world. But this webinar is really designed to help remote workers thrive in this lifestyle, get clear on who they are and what they really want. Because it is about defining what overall holistic success and well-being looks like for them in the new remote working environment. So you can find my contact information on the Remote Pathways website and that link will connect you to
1: um, all the fun experiences you want to embark on. (laughs) So like we know, people in the remote space want different types of support. Some of you like to read, some of you like to listen, some of you want to go to a webinar. Michelle and I will continue to point to different resources that not only we develop, but other colleagues develop as well. And we hope that you'll find those useful in your own journey down the remote pathway. So with that, I think that's all we've got for today, Michelle. Where to next? Where are we going to in our next journey? Yeah. Next next journey,
0: we're going to get to know some more of our remote workers. We're going to talk about
1: Mel, the coach, and Serge, of course, got to speak about him last time, our serial entrepreneur. So we know that many of you are building your own business and aren't working within a corporate environment or a nonprofit environment, but you're going out on your own, hanging your own shingles. So next episode, we'll be focusing more on the entrepreneurial bent. And when we come back two episodes from then, we'll be back in sort of this more corporate space. So looking forward to having you join us. Please subscribe. And if you know of others who might be interested in this topic, let them know about remote pathways. See you next time. Have a great week, everyone. Take care.